Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Welcome back. It's Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carriker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And Phillies outfielder Matt Veerling joins us. Matt and the Phillies in town tonight to take on the Cardinals in the opener of a three-game series. Matt, of course, a uh, CBC grad and coming back home to take on the Cardinals at Bush. Matt, good morning. Thanks for taking some time with us. How's everything going? It's going great, guys. Can't wait to get home. Glad you guys are having me on. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you, and uh, obviously, as a St. Louis kid in a, in a St. Louis Cardinal town, you grew up dreaming of playing at Bush. What's this going to be like for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, pretty surreal. Um, last year I went there, I was on the taxi squad, um, so I really didn't get to experience like being in the dugout and getting a chance to play on the field, but um, this time will be a little bit different. So I'm pretty excited about it. Grew up going to games and everything, so... Uh, it'll be pretty cool. Matt, how many ticket requests did you get? <laughs> um, I've a lot, a lot of family and friends. I, I don't even know a, no, a number, to be honest with you. I kind of let my mom take care of everything. <laughs> that's, that's a smart move. So you played on that championship CBC team. Uh, I want you to take us back to when you won, won that state championship. What's in Matt Veerling's mind's eye about winning the Missouri State Championship at CBC? Well, I mean, at that point, it's pretty much the pinnacle of, you know, pinnacle of your of your life as far as sports go. It's as high as you can go in high school, and it was my senior year, so it was it was pretty cool. We had a good team, and uh, and my brother was on the team too, so it was it was pretty cool. I played shortstop, and he played second, so it made it even better. But uh, but yeah, it, it was really cool. We had worked really hard for it, and we and we won it, so it, it was a pretty exciting time. And then after CBC, you've committed to Notre Dame, and the Cardinals draft you in the 30th round. The 30th round is a lot different than the fifth, where you got drafted by Philly. What prevented you from signing with the Cardinals? Just going to Notre Dame. Kind of, I, I kind of had a number out there as, as far as uh, signing bonus-wise, and if a team met it, then I would really consider going to play. Um, no team did meet that, so uh, the Cardinals drafted me in the 30th round. Uh, but I was, I pretty much had my my heart dead set on on Notre Dame. But I was really grateful for them drafting me, and um, it was one of the coolest moments of my life. Kind of at that at that time, um, being from St. Louis, and you know going to CBC and everything, getting, and then getting drafted by them. But uh, but yeah, I, I had my heart set on Notre Dame. Matt, what was it about Notre Dame that made you want to go there so badly? I, it's just kind of everything. I, honestly, I think it was the football games, um, first and foremost. I went up there with my dad and went to a Michigan State football game, um, and they they beat them, and the experience was great. It was snowing. The people were awesome. The team was awesome. So um, it, it, I think that had a huge part in it. And then on top of that, um, just, just the way the Notre Dame team was trending as far as, like, playing time and everything and, and then the academics and all that. So um, there, there were a bunch of things involved. It's a, it's a pretty cool place, and, and it's got a lot of good stuff. It really does. It's, it's very special there. Well, Matt, growing up in St. Louis, I'm sure that like most kids in St. Louis, you had a favorite Cardinal. Who was your guy when you were growing up? Yeah, so mine was uh, Pujols. Pujols was mine. So 
Um, you also grew up watching like Yachty and Wayno, so those guys are are pretty pretty awesome too. But I would say Pujols probably. Um, have you had any interactions with him? And if you haven't, what's that going to be like for you to share a field with him this weekend? Yeah, so so they came to town uh, this past week, and I got to uh, me and Sam Coonrod. Sam Coonrod's also with the Phillies and around the St. Louis area in the off seasons. He's from Southern Illinois. Uh, we got to get a picture with him and meet him, talk with him. So that was super cool. And then he, he got us both uh, autographed bats, which was like above and beyond. So um, that was one of the coolest things. So, yeah, I, I got a chance to catch up with him and, and meet him. It was pretty brief, but still dream come true. And you know what's interesting about him is, uh, and, and I mentioned this on the air, Matt, when I covered him from 2001 to 2011, he was just so dedicated to greatness. He he wasn't really accessible to the media, and I think other players as much. But it, it's really cool now seeing him smile all the time and interact with other major league players and do what he did for you guys. Yeah, no, and, and I had heard that too, that maybe earlier in his career he wasn't um, – as open to doing stuff like that, but this year with everything, he's he's been uh, kind of really enjoying it and doing stuff like that for guys. So um, really grateful for the time that he gave us, and I mean, I'll always remember that moment. So it's pretty cool. So when you got the autograph bat, did you call home and say, "Guess what just happened"? <laughs> I I texted all my friends and family, <laughs> so they were. I think they were. Just as excited as me. That's awesome. You're so fired up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is so cool. Unbelievable. Well, Matt, we want to talk a little baseball with you. You play almost every single position. You've had almost you've had defensive innings at almost every single position this season. We were talking about Brendan Donovan and all the gloves that he has, and we wanted to ask you the same question. How many gloves do you have with you? So every game I pro- I bring out four. First base glove middle infielder glove, a third base glove, and then my outfield glove. So so I bring out four. Um, yeah, and I'm, I got some other ones I'm kind of breaking in, but those are those are the four right now. Wow, that's so impressive. Is there one specific position that you prefer above the rest? I know that you have that versatility and you can slot into many different roles, but is there one that you prefer? Yeah, so I, I would say like center field would probably be the position I feel most comfortable at. Really, any of the outfield positions I I feel really comfortable. I kind of been doing that since high school, and um, the infield thing has kind of just happened um, recently, and kind of over the years has happened like kind of randomly. So I'm still getting comfortable there, but I would say I would say any of the outfield positions. And Matt, you did play shortstop at CBC, right? So is it kind of like riding a bike, or is there do you have to re-familiarize yourself with playing that position? <laughs> Yeah, so I I played center field most of high school, and then okay. my senior year I played shortstop. Um, so it, it, I would say more like riding a bike, just kind of get used to it again. And I, I grew up also, like when I was younger, playing shortstop, just like a lot of kids. So um, just got to get back on it and, and, and get some reps and stuff like that. It's definitely a little different playing it at the major league level. Um, but, yeah, still getting comfortable and, and getting some reps. And your bat is playing, and you're in the lineup pretty much every day for Philly. But I wanted to ask, of those gloves that you're breaking in, is one of them a catcher's mitt? <laughs> Not yet. I don't think, I don't think they're going to let me do that just yet. <laughs> It'd be fun yeah, if they that did, would be, That would really be it. 
<laughs> That's versatile. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, uh, well, Matt, as a young guy on the team, has there been anyone that's been a specific mentor to you so far in your major league career? Um, I would say no one specifically, but I would I mean the the older group that we have here has been so great with with Harper and and Schwarber and Castellanos and JT and Reese. I mean, and Didi, they they're really good and they they really take in the young guys and and I wouldn't say one person has specifically took me under their wing, but um, it's kind of like a group, a, a leading by a group. And uh, it's pretty cool to be around those guys on a day-to-day basis and see how they go about their business. And, and yeah, just kind of watching them. So, But no one specifically, but um, kind of the whole group of veterans. So we watched Castellanos with the Reds last year, and we got the sense that he was really, really competitive and, and, and pretty intense, at least against the Cardinals. How is he in the clubhouse? Is he that way with you guys in your clubhouse and, and dugout? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think anyone at this level has a certain type of competitiveness about him that, that's a little different than the normal person. But, um, no, in the clubhouse, I would say he's, 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 a chill, he's really chill. And easy to talk to, uh, easy to talk to guy. But a lot of guys, when it when it comes to game time, they kind of flip the switch. So, um, but in the locker room, yeah, Nick's super chill and relaxed and and pretty funny. So, uh, but yeah, when the game turns on, a lot of guys, including him, kind of turn on that that switch where it's they're they're laser focused. Matt Veerling, Phillies outfielder, St. Louis with us on 101 ESPN. Matt, I wanted to ask you about Bryce Harper, and obviously he's hurt right now, but you come up and you see a guy, and we see him play hard, and I always read and hear about what a hard worker he is. When Michelle talks about a mentor, that seems to me to be a guy that if you just watch and learn through osmosis, you're really going to benefit from. Yeah, 100%. And and that's what I was saying earlier as far as watching watching those older guys and kind of how they go about their business, so um, the really big thing for me as a young guy watching them and, and they're, they're kind of leading by example. You kind of just see how they go about their business and try to tailor your own game to, to do that because they've had so much success. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he is a really hard worker and he goes about his business the right way. So it's really cool to see and, and to try to work on for myself. Well, Matt, I had to ask you about this soundbite that I caught wind of. So a friend of the show, Danny Waxelman, who's on MLB Network Radio, she's also a native St. Louisan, and you were on with her and Jim Duquette, and she asked you about emos, and you said that you actually prefer emos over Philly cheesesteaks. Now, we, of course, in this room agree with you, but we know how Phillies fans can be. So did you catch any heat from that? Uh, Not a ton, actually. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of you kind of go with your roots there i <laughs> emos over cheesesteak yeah that i think that's uh i'm still there but yeah i, I didn't catch too much slack from from philly fans <laughs> well good i'm glad and then i also saw in that same conversation you mentioned how much you love ranch that you need a side of ranch with everything which i totally agree with as well and i wanted to ask you being on the east coast is that a midwest thing because i sometimes when i'm in new york city will ask for a side of ranch and people look at me like i have three heads so i'm wondering if it's easy for you to get a side of ranch when you're in philly um you know what i haven't gone out and gotten pizza a ton but i do think it's kind of a midwest thing put ranch on your pizza and kind of put ranch on everything so um yeah i haven't gotten too many looks because i haven't been out a ton but 
If I, I'm sure I would. <laughs> you know what, though, Matt? Stay strong. We got your yeah, back. Yeah, and we we totally get and appreciate the, the Emo's loyalty. Hey, I want to ask you about your ball club. As the Phillies come into town tonight, 22-10 and 10 since the start of June, what's the difference? You guys got off to a pretty rough start. What's the difference now? Uh, I, I think it's a, a bunch of different things, but um, I think it just takes a little bit of time with a new group to, to kind of get together and, and start playing as a unit. Um, I also think we've had some injuries and I think we've responded really well to those. Um, we've kind of carried on and, and, uh, I actually think it's brought us closer together. Um, and we kind of just got rolling. So as far as like, you know, getting, when I got called back up, um, we were on a little bit of a winning streak and, and those things tend to create good vibes and everything like that. So I think once we got on that winning streak, we started, you know, having better timely hitting the bullpen's been phenomenal. Um, pitching, starting pitching has been really good. Um, so just kind of rolling, and and once you start winning, it can kind of be contagious. So I think once we started clicking as a team, um, it's gotten better. And um, yeah, with those injuries too, we kind of come closer and responded to them well. So it's a long year, but I really like where this team's going. All right, last thing: as you come back to St. Louis, you had to go down to spring training in Florida, and then you come come to Philadelphia, and you haven't been here. So, what's the one thing Matt Veerling has to have in St. Louis when he's in town for a weekend? <laughs> it's probably going to be an emo's pizza when I get back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is the square beyond compare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So great. That's probably going to be the first thing. Yeah. Well, we're excited for you. We're excited for your family that you're going to get that opportunity to play at Bush Stadium over the course of the weekend. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time with us. We appreciate it. And we'll see you down at the ballpark this weekend. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.